Once you open your mind, there's no turning back. The path to building superior intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. You are on the verge of having the life most people can't even imagine. Welcome to the Joel Said Podcast. In this podcast, we decode life and hack success with the help of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, and cutting-edge research that you can apply to your daily life. This is episode 15, where we will be talking about grooming, gossip, and your social relationships. I am your host, Jess. Without wasting any time, let's do this. First, we would like to thank everyone for tuning in, subscribing, leaving reviews, and most importantly, giving us feedback. You can email us with good or bad feedback at hello at joelsid.com, J-O-L-S-I-D.com. How many friends can you really have? Have you ever pondered this question? Or scientifically speaking, how many people can you potentially maintain a stable social relationship with? Just to clarify here, by social, we mean in person, not on Twitter or Facebook. Basically, these are relationships in which an individual knows who each person is and how each person relates to every other person. According to anthropologist Robin Dunbar, this can vary between 150 and 250 people. After numerous studies of primates, nomadic tribes, and historical military groupings, the final number of maximum stable relationships never reached a common consensus among the researchers. Dunbar theorized that the limit of people we can have truly stable and meaningful relationships with is a direct function of our neocortex, which is responsible for our cognitive abilities. Damage to or disorders of the neocortex can develop neurological disorders like Alzheimer's, dementia, and long-term memory loss. Therefore, according to Dunbar, the size of the neocortex is directly related to the total number of relationships an individual can effectively have, which is 150 to 250. This number also includes past relationships, such as colleagues, teachers, and high school friends with whom a person would like to reacquaint themselves with. Dunbar's numbers have become an area of interest in anthropology, evolutionary psychology, statistics, and business management. For example, developers of social software are interested in knowing more about Dunbar's numbers because the developers need to know the size of the real-life social networks their software needs to take into account. Further, in 1996, Harvard University Press published Robin Dunbar's book, Grooming, Gossip, and the Evolution of Language. The book presents an argument that gossip is a vocal equivalent of manual grooming. In primates, grooming is a form of bonding 
where individuals harness relationships by grooming each other in order to maintain their alliances. The basic principle here is, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Once humans start to develop larger brains and start to live in increasingly larger groups, manual grooming was too time-consuming and the audience was much larger. So we developed a cheaper medium to groom and that was vocal sounds. Eventually, this vocal grooming evolved into a language. Initially, it was in the form of gossip. This study has a direct impact on entrepreneurs and creatives because it is more than just the exact number of friends you can have. It's more about being selective and initially identifying your target audience, customers, and clients precisely versus being the everything-to-everyone approach. Now, be aware that we can only handle certain numbers of relationships effectively. It might sound a bit harsh, but this study suggests picking and choosing relationships, individuals, clients, audience, or customers very wisely. Maybe this is your time for a relationship audit. Try to identify customers, clients, audience, friends, anybody who influences your life in a positive manner. Those who provide constructive feedback, they might help you move forward as opposed to holding you back. Also, be mindful of the diversity of talent that you surround yourself with. Just like a team or any good machine, we need different talents, strengths, and skills. I read a blog by Stephen Johnson that mentions people are like spare parts, and different parts of different shapes come together to build the best machines or systems. So for example, in a group, if you have a doctor, an accountant, a social media consultant, an HR person, an engineer, and an entrepreneur, you will find the diversity of ideas that make any organization or team successful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please head over to www.jolsid.com slash podcast to download the show notes and detailed research along with the resources discussed in today's episode for your future reference. If you like today's podcast and found value in it, go ahead and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us to continually bring quality content to you.